G'day, mate. What's your name? My name is Akmal Sali. Akmal uh, Sali. But you can call me Peter. Peter? Well, when I started doing comedy, uh, I, I changed my name to Peter because you might you may find this hard to believe, but back in the 90s when I started, Arabs weren't as popular as they are today. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they, <laughs> they were, so I was a bit scared. Wow. I was the only brown-skinned uh, person doing comedy. Now there's millions of them. It's... G'day, Andrew Barnett here, welcoming you to another episode of Crowd Workcast. Uh, if you have been listening to the show and enjoying it, and you haven't already subscribed to it, please do subscribe to it wherever you're listening. Uh, give it a like. Um, if you're so inclined to leave a review, reviews really help. So um, yeah, I'd love it if you could give it a review. Um, if you're follow- not yet following me on social media, I am at Andrew Barnett Comedy on Instagram, on Facebook, Andrew Barnett Comedian, and on uh, Twitter, I'm Mr. A Barnett. Now, um, if you haven't followed me, give me a follow, uh, reach out, interact, let me know who you'd love to see on Crowd Workcast, who you'd like to see me chat to, and what you'd like to see me chat to them about. Um, that'd be fantastic. Uh, and uh, yeah, let me know you're watching the show and enjoying it. Now, um, Today's show is Akmal Saleh. Uh, Akmal was one of the first blokes to, uh, well, the first comedians to ever uh, get me to open for him. Uh, he's been really supportive of my comedy over the years. So um, this was a really fun chat. I, I've got a lot of time for Akmal. I love him. And of course, he is uh, hes one of the funniest blokes kicking around. So if you are into the comedy of Akmal, I've got good news because he is on tour. I've got a whole bunch of dates here. Uh, end of January, he's in Parramatta. Then he heads to Barwon Heads, Tweed Heads. Then he's heading over to Perth, Adelaide, the Gold Coast, Melbourne, Sydney. First half of 2023, Akmal is on the road. All those dates and tickets can be found at akmal.com.au forward slash tour or akmal.com.au and just follow the the navigation links. I'm sure it's pretty easy from there. Uh, If you do want to see me live, um, I've got a few things kicking on around Sydney, but uh, the main thing I'm plugging at the moment is Brisbane. I'm coming to Brisbane May 6th as part of the Brisbane Comedy Festival. I'll be there one night only at the Underground Theatre. So please do uh, come along to that Brisbane Comedy Festival uh, for tickets to that. And then uh, Sydney Comedy Festival, I'm doing two nights uh, at the Enmore Comedy Club at the Enmore Theatre, May 20 and 21. Uh, I believe those tickets are on sale already. So uh, Sydney Comedy Festival or Enmore Theatre for those tickets. Um, I'll get links up on my website too, which is Andrew Barnett Comedy dot com uh other than that uh there's not really much else to plug so uh enjoy this episode this is me with akmal sali so when did you when did you start comedy what what are we talking 90s maybe like 90 90, maybe 94 something like that 93 94 and why Um, comedy why comedy well uh i tried everything else and failed at everything else (laughs) I failed at everything. I was, I'm not joking about that. I really tried. I'm not good with my hands. I'm not good. Well, with one hand, I'm very good. But uh, <laughs> usually uh, I'm not skilled in any, I'm not mathematical. I'm not uh, technical. I'm not, um, you know, so this is, and this was the only thing. I'm a lazy person by nature. I'm very lazy. And I like sleeping in. And this is the perfect job. Perfect lifestyle. One hour and 10 minutes of work a day, a night. And uh, sometimes you don't work at all. See, I, I, you, that to me, like that to me is how some people think comedy is. But for most of us, that's, you know, we have to work harder. Are you yeah. really like? Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm lazy. I'm really lazy. I don't know how. There's a lot of luck involved in this business. I'm very, <laughs> oh, very lucky. No, no, seriously. We've worked together. We've worked together yes, a bunch. And yeah, to think that the, you don't have to work. Yeah. that hard to get to what you're doing is, is well, frustrating. Look, I, I work on stage. Yeah. I work on stage. So oh, you're very I, good on stage. I, I, well, I work. Like, I, I try to... Mm. Yeah, all my good material comes from just mucking around on stage on a good night. So you you write on stage a lot? Mostly. Yeah. So most of... You know, looking back, most of the my good material, the, the really funny stuff, I kind of worked out on stage. So you kind of... You know, you just have an idea, just like you might say something and some, and there's a little bit of a laugh and then you build on it the next night. You go, oh yeah, that, there's something there. I'll, I'll yeah. build on that. And um, and so that's where I do my writing. I've tried to sit down and write 
you know, like at, at, at my desk, you know, just, but then all you just come up with jokes about a desk. <laughs> you know yeah. you know and your chair, you need the, chair. so you, you need the stimulus of the audience yeah, to, you, to get the brain you to need get that over. energy and that excitement and and there's no way of knowing whether something's funny or not you know yeah. and, and this you immediately know you know if it gets a big laugh you go oh wow and yet sometimes you don't you go i can't believe that they got a laugh you know yeah i wouldn't have thought that was funny and then other things you you think of off stage and you think oh this is going to kill this is beautifully constructed and i'm going to deliver it well and you just it doesn't work there's nothing more disappointing than that when you have that moment where you go oh this is this is going to be great yeah, like you, yeah. you come up with an idea and you, you're, you're so excited for it yeah. and the audience just look at you like huh yeah yeah don't know, mate. you know what's worse what? is when you ad lib something once and it kills it gets applause and you go great i've got a new bit and it never works again <laughs> it's like yes. god's there going fuck you <laughs> you think you you think you're good yeah. you think, i'll i'll, I'll uh, humble you by uh, making it die every single time that's know? what I've, I've done a few i was actually hosted a new material night a little while ago and i said to the audience i said look just this is all all these acts are doing new material they're trying to test it out so you know keep that in mind but also don't be so kind that they think it's good if it's not like, yeah 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 because you get sometimes you get those audiences yeah, that yeah, are yeah. that are so into everything that yeah. you're like oh man that new stuff crushes yeah and then just... and, then, and then you do the blacktown workers club <laughs> and they crush you yeah. physically <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean that's back to reality yeah, very quickly exactly yeah yeah I, I know what you mean yeah some audiences like um up at uh, the northern rivers in byron bay this, mm. they're hippies you know there's yeah. uh you know you yeah, yeah, they're mostly stoned, and uh, you're doing stand up to people that can't stand up, <laughs> you know, and and they're very loving, yeah, and they laugh at everything, and you go, I'm a genius, and then you go to, uh, you know, back back to Bankstown uh, Sports Club, mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah, that's not fucking funny, mate. Tell us a joke, <laughs> and you go, but it was funny in Byron. Yeah. <laughs> the hippies but, found it funny but that's i think too like you know when you do a corporate or whatever and they they they've just decided let's get comedy like as part yeah, of something yeah, else yeah. and they haven't put any more thought into it than that we'll get a com comedian he's yeah, real yeah, funny i yeah. saw him at the comedy club yeah and then but they don't understand that there's actually a bunch of context of course to comedy yeah, yeah, that yeah. helps make it work like corporates are really hard especially because they pay so well and they treat you so well before mm. the gig yeah and after the gig they give you that look you bastard how much are we paying for you <laughs> okay yeah but you could have provided with good sound and the audiences are like miles away and no one really knows who you are and in fairness they're eating they're eating <laughs> they don't care they, they don't know who you are they, you know they're not there for comedy they're there to sort of uh, you know yeah it's just, their christmas party it's i'm their, the interloper i'm just i'm just they, they impose them they impose you on them you know mm. i did a gig where speaking of someone who sees you doing well in a different context this guy comes up to me and he goes this is a while ago and he says mate i, I love your stuff it's a good good night would you do my uh, parents 60th uh, wedding anniversary we, we live in uh, Dover Heights and we come to the house and they all they, they paid really well mm. right and I thought yeah and I got there and you want to in Dover Heights in Dover Heights yeah, yeah. man it was this three-story mansion but there were all these uh, Jewish people like excessively wealthy Jewish people they had this man the pool at, in the backyard was bigger than my entire house oh. I'm not kidding it had a waterfall and um, and they had a chef like a, a, a full-time chef and, and I got there and they were paying so well. And I said, do you have any uh, microphones? Or, and he goes, no, we've got none of that. So I got my friend, <laughs> Nick Penn, to, uh, to, 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 to uh, get me a, a stage. And a, he hired this stuff. So I paid him to come in and do it. So we we're in the backyard. And, um, and I got on and I just, from the moment I got on, they hated my guts. They just <laughs> hated me with a passion. Because it was my fault. I, I got on and just thought I was being witty and I said okay so, so you're Jews and I'm an Arab we're all circumcised here so let's have no hostility okay <laughs> got, and it's just like nothing like you can hear nothing right and then I got into my act and forgot that they're like uh, 70 80 year old Jewish people and I was swearing and oh, uh, and, yeah. and uh, I was I was inexperienced then and this is the thing there was about 60 people 70 people yeah and and the stage was on wheels Right, so these guys, as I'm doing my act, they came and pushed me 
wheeled me off the stage. Like, just basically... <laughs> they didn't and, have to push you off stage. They pushed the stage They off. wheeled me off the stage. Like, you know, I'm, I'm doing my act and I'm just seeing the audience go past me. And um, and uh, to the huge applause. The, the applause was because I was exiting there, you know, and they didn't want to pay. It was just an awful, awful night, but they did pay eventually. That's, oh, uh, that is... I, there's nothing worse than when, you know, you think, okay, I'll do something witty right at the top. Something, you take <laughs> yeah. a punt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Then you just spend the rest yeah. of the set just digging yourself out of a hole. Oh no, this this was this was a coffin. It wasn't a hole. It was, <laughs> it was death, death from the start, and it was and it was awkward because I, I was at their house, like you know I was just I just yeah. I just ruined their entire night, you know because yeah. because uh, <laughs> like you know because you your pride get the gets the better of you, you know, and you just go fuck them. I mean, and then you, you get louder and more uh, sort of uh, abusive. And when I was when I was younger, I was I was less experienced. So that's that's what you do to try and regain some of your uh, your dignity. You know. Yeah, I think when the more experienced, you get the context of okay, this was only going to go within a parameters. This was only going to go so well. Yeah. And you just like whereas when you younger and you're newer, you think okay, I need to learn how to crush in any circumstance. Yeah, yeah. Which is a great goal to have, but then it's not totally realistic and you need to when you yeah. need to just recognize when okay that was stacked against me but also comics have this sort of destructive self-destructive sort of sabotage kind of mentality so yeah. you think if i'm going to go down i want to take everyone down with me tonight yeah you know it's that suicide bomber mentality yeah. that you're <laughs> you know? not rejecting me i'm rejecting i'm you. rejecting you i want you to be, have a terrible night because you're <laughs> you know it's it's that it's it's like when a girl breaks up with you well i was going to break up with you anyway you know as if <laughs> as if you know yeah it's the so the, you started in the the nineties and you started as Peter Sala. Yeah, I changed my name. This is what happens, right? It's, it was it was really blokey back then. The comedy mm. store was mostly, I would say, hundred percent guys. I, I can't think of any. Maybe cut one, you know, open micers that would come in and they were like butch women. They had mm. to be because it was all mostly bucks nights and hens nights, and it was all that brutal kind of uh, sort of environment. And um, and I tried to get on the open mic couple of nights in a row and she you know the manager there was a manager there and she was a really tough chick as well and she would you know she had to be it was really yeah. tough environment and um, and she, she got no you missed out missed out two two weeks in a row and then finally the third week she goes yeah i've got a spot for you five minute spot free spot you know and you get nervous all day yeah and then you don't do it it was really you know you really have to love love doing it and she goes yeah i've got a spot for you uh you ready to go i said yeah and she goes what's your name i said akmal sali she went how what <laughs> And I said, oh, Peter. She goes, oh, I thought you said something else. <laughs> Peter. And I, and I must have said Peter sub, subliminally because I realized there was so many Peters. There was Peter Berner, Peter Green, Peter Mizell. Uh, there, there was about 10 Peters for some reason. And I thought, well, I'll just join them. <laughs> yeah, you know, why not? Why not? They yeah. seem to be going well, the Peters. They began all right. I'll go with Peter. That's uh, good for the career. But it turned out Akmal was better for the career. Since, and I'll tell you something. Uh, I've told you this before, but yeah, you know, since uh, I, I was doing well, I was I st when I started, I was doing these all these, you know, suicide bombing jokes and mad Arab jokes because I felt so this I, is mid nineties. Yeah, 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 I thought I had the right, you know, I had the license to do that. Yeah, and it was I was getting, you know, laughs and yeah, this guy's this little brown man's amusing, and then <laughs> and then and then September eleven happened, and suddenly I was a genius. <laughs> They go, wow, this guy is doing social commentary, you know, and 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 so, uh, you know, yes, September 11 was terrible for a lot of people, but it was great for my career. Yeah, <laughs> I know? want to know. There's somewhere out there. There's a comedian that was doing pandemic jokes like three years ago. That's now just going. I am. Yeah, how? Did, yeah, <laughs> this guy's a prophet. Yeah. How did he know? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it was. I mean, there's a lot of luck involved in this in this business, you know. So that was that was lucky in a way. So you so you were doing. So your background is. Egyptian Egyptian yeah so obviously I think and we we discussed so full disclosure we tried to start recording this and we had a yeah. recording fail and we were so funny we were nailing we were it. brilliant oh. and uh you know if only we could redo that but yeah you know it's... so if, if this sounds like it's not as good as it was <laughs> just picture it being better they didn't know they don't yeah, know no. they don't know they, they think it's great yeah but you um know. it's like when you go to you know when you have it when you think you've had a flat night and people come up to you and say oh well done mate and you go oh no you should have seen me last night i was so much better <laughs> yeah. oh if you think that was good <laughs> i had one of them last night where i um i just 
I was I could feel off and I wasn't enjoying yeah 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 my set but yeah. it was going fine like, yeah yeah like so or even the other acts were like mate they sound like a great crowd I'm like ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I realised, oh no, this is just me. Like I, I wasn't. They were a great crowd, and it went fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You but just, you know, you didn't that, have the rhythm. You didn't. Yeah. have the, you weren't in the moment. But it's nice to get to a point where you go, okay, I had an off night, and the audience didn't seem to notice. That's yeah, yeah. That because you know, for a long time, yeah, you have an off night, and oh, everyone notices you. Yeah, but you were so insecure. Like, yeah. You know, there's there's an old joke that says uh, this guy goes, and this is a real comics joke. This guy comes up to the, this guy goes, man, I saw you uh, the other night. You were great. I, I never laughed so hard in my life. And he goes, oh, really? Which show did you see, the early or the late? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was better in the early. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's, that is so true. That's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, that feeling. And it's like the same thing. You always find the person who doesn't look like they're enjoying themselves. You yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You might be performing to 700 people. It's one person not laughing. And you don't know. They might have had a death in the family that, that mm. day. It's not, you know, but you take it personally. You go, oh, he's not finding me funny. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, oh man, I'm supposed to be able to do it. No, no, no. Yeah, Sometimes yeah, yeah. people just don't want it. You can't. Yeah, it's you, kind of pathetic, really. We're, we're kind of sad people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I say. I, um, I'll, often, when I host now, I often say to people, you know, if, especially if you know there's a, there's a range of acts on who, and, you know, you know, there's some Sus out there acts. thinkers. Yeah. Oh, out, yeah. Like the, different. Yeah. And you're looking at the crowd going, I don't know if these guys, like, if they're not a comedy savvy crowd. Um, I'll often point out, like I say, look, you're going to hear some weird shit. I said, because no one does this because they're well adjusted. Yeah, yeah. And that's so... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And they all laugh. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm being serious. Oh, man. It's it's a fine line between being a great comedian and just having a mental illness. <laughs> it's, yes. a, it's a blurred line, you know? <laughs> yeah, 100%. There's, uh, yeah. So, mid-90s, you start as Peter. Yeah, yeah, for a few years. And then, and then um, I, I was working with Gary Eck and Anthony Murr. Uh, we, we, we did sketches together and, and we did a show on Fox. Um, it, was, it was called The 50 Foot Show. And they insisted that I use Akmal. Right? And, I, and, and just legality, just for mm. legal reasons, I had to use my real name you know, in the credits. And so I just from that point on, you know, when the people who did watch the show and enjoy it would see me and go, hey, Akmal, enjoy your show. Well, and that's, it's funny now to think back there was a time when, you know, you you were hesitant to use your name because you do have one of those names. Akmal is just like, I think most audiences don't know you as Akmal Saleh. They know you as Akmal. Yeah, yeah. Well, they just, just shorten Akmal. it. It's yeah. easier to remember. Yeah. And, and and I didn't choose that. It's just people. And I've been introduced. I went, before I had a profile, people, you know, when I was doing like, you know, in a, in a uh, say a, a set with different comedians, I've been introduced as Ahmed, Abdul, <laughs> <laughs> and they, they, all the hits. And some people want to be politically correct, so they think it's Ach. So they please welcome Achmal. And I forgot it's not Ach; it's just Ak. <laughs> Achmal. So you grew, you grew up in Sydney, though. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. How, were you born? born I, was, I was born in Egypt, and I came out when I was eleven. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, and um, and uh, we li we moved to a place called Punchbowl. Yes. So, uh, and it wasn't much of an improvement. <laughs> it was just as violent. Mate, you um, because you were a few years ago, you were living in Reevesby. And you moved yeah, yeah. and you which is back in that area and i was living over at east hills which is two suburbs yeah and i remember bumping into you and you were real depressed because you were living in reevesby <laughs> yeah. and he was like mate oh, you know I'm, I'm living in reevesby what's going on and I'm yeah like, mate, yeah mate i go to the shops in reevesby uh, yeah yeah <laughs> sorry about that yeah <laughs> you, you, the, you go you go you go for your holidays in reevesby yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no look it's not it's not that bad it's what you make of it i, I grew up in uh, most of my childhood we lived right behind the tip Oh, punch yeah. bowl so yeah when we were kids when we were 11 12 13 school holidays we did you know we went we went rich so we didn't go on holidays but we'd go to the tip <laughs> and just spend the day in the tip just finding shit you know and you'd find like boxes of paint and like once i found a big box of ball bearings that was the best day of my life oh, look at those ball bearings 13 maybe that's uh, the perfect uh, yeah yeah it was toy uh, for a 13 year old no but just rummaging through the tip yeah. During the school holidays, you know, people would say, oh, that's so sad. No, it's not. Other kids but, would go to, you know, skiing in Switzerland or something. <laughs> <laughs> but when, when you're that age, especially, that is, like, I remember going with my dad, like, 
there was nothing better than come you want to come to the tip I'm like yeah yes we want to come to, and while he's unloading everything off a trailer you're finding shit you're going over to see what you can yeah yeah we and then found he's like, we're not taking that home yeah, yeah. You no, no. Know, well, you just uh, throw it over the fence. Well, my mum, uh, I kept those ball bearings for a long time. I didn't know what to do with them. And then my mum threw them out eventually. <laughs> you know, where, where are my ball bearings? That's not a sentence you hear all the time. No. <laughs> oh, so you, you grew up there. So when, like, so you went to school out there? Yeah. Went yeah. to school, yeah, Punchbowl Primary. Then I went to Bankstown Boys. Oh, wow. And then uh, and then I uh, spent like year year seven and eight, I was in Bankstown Boys. And then my parents moved me to a private school because they decided they wanted me to live. Because <laughs> that was, it was a really violent school. <laughs> it was like fights. I never got into, I never, I never, I never got bullied because I was always funny. You know, yeah. I was always putting shit on myself, you know. And so once you put shit on yourself, it's, there's no challenge for the bullies. Yeah, it's only when you take life seriously. They go, oh, yeah, this guy's easy. They can, he can yeah, make hard it. to hard to knock a guy down a peg if he's when he's doing it to himself. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. So where where'd you go to private school? What's I went to school? Trinity Grammar uh, for about two years, and then I got kicked out. Oh, uh, yeah. What? Uh, just doing too well, I'm guessing. Yes, I, I was. Uh, I was ducks of the school uh, said, every hey, year. Akmal, stop answering all the questions. Yeah, Let yeah. the other kids have a go. Come on, yeah. There's, you're making everyone look bad. <laughs> no, no. I, I was. I was terrible academically. It was, I was, yeah, it was this, I, I've been diagnosed with this condition, and I'm. I'm sure most comedians have it. It's called attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, which means you can't concentrate for longer than thirty seconds. And it used to be called fucking idiot. And they used to beat you up. Teachers were allowed to beat you up. You know, like, you, you tell anyone under 30 that. Yeah. And they go, what, did you not call the police? You know, what, 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 that's assault. Right. It is a foreign concept now. Like, I remember taking, like, even the way kids are with each other now compared to when I was at school was, is just the, the bullying seems to be less. It's online now. Yeah, it's online. It's more insidious yeah. in that way. But, yeah. like. I just remember, like, you know, stuff that my kids, my oldest boy's in year six, and you see stuff in the play, and they just talk, the stuff they talk about in terms of just how they just get to be little kids. Like, they'll, he'll still give you a big hug outside the playground, and his mate will be standing there going, Yeah, yeah. yeah hey, hey, come and pet, like, and doing the they same They seem much parents. older than when we were their age, right? Yeah. They seem but, like adults. But they also, like, they're much more comfortable. They're not embarrassed about their parents as much as it's different yeah different we were which different is, breed of human I reckon. yeah it's, it's a bit nicer yeah 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 it's a lot harder for them i reckon you know in a lot of ways because it's a it's a colder world yeah in a lot of ways it's a more distant world you know the, the thing is you know someone made a point the other day that you say if you bully someone online you don't get to see their reaction like if you if you bully someone at school physically, you know, mm. you, you see them crying and then your empathy hopefully takes over and you go, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. Yeah. That really hurt that person. But when you're when you're in your room bullying someone online, you, you don't see the consequence of, of your actions. That's really interesting. I'd never really thought of that impact from that yeah, side of it. Yeah. Like, well, it's it just, it's, it's breeding a, a, a generation of people with no empathy or it's taking away that empathy that human mm. uh touch that you know when you're with someone physically and you, and you see them hurt you, you don't see the the consequence of your actions when you when you you know bully someone online mate i had when i was on radio i got you know <laughs> <laughs> like i'm thick-skinned but there's a guy i was hated so much by so many this guy put up a, a page saying let's kill akmal and um and people were suggesting how i should die like you know, and some of them were quite creative. You know, there's like this guy said, b That's bury him up to his head and paint his head like a soccer ball because I'm bald, <laughs> right? And and then and, and invite all these so Greeks and laughing. Lebanese people. <laughs> there, right? There was a, uh, some oh, of them were man. quite creative, but but because I was with Nova, the yeah. police got involved. They, they, oh wow! They, well, it's just the lawyers and you know, yeah, they, yeah, because it's like you know. It's, well, you can't threaten to kill people. You can't threaten to kill people. It's illegal. It's, yeah, <laughs> you find that out the hard way, and uh, and they found it was a guy in Wollongong, and uh, and it turned out he, you know, the the, the police uh, approached him and said you have to take that uh, side down, and he said, oh yeah, no, sorry, yeah. Do you reckon I could meet Akmal? <laughs> what? <laughs> that that is always that fascinates me because I've just started doing some. I've been doing some fill-in shifts for radio at um, SEN, which is just like AM Sports Talk, and yeah. it's. it's fun it's real fun but the text line like like you said people just yeah 
don't have no mercy. Well, there's the, 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 if if they saw the, the your your uh, your reaction to what, what they're saying or what they're doing, you know, they they they're more they're less likely to do it. Mm. But because it's got no consequences, they can say let's kill him and then go and make a cup of coffee. Or but then know. they also keep listening, which is the thing that that's the weird thing. <laughs> that's the weird thing. Like uh, people hate me, but I go, why do you listen? There are so yeah. many other stations you can listen to, oh, this poor guy. <laughs> and they know exactly what you've said, and they hate what you've said, but then they continue listening. This poor guy, he's stuck in a car that the radio doesn't switch off Nova. It's stuck on Akmal <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> permanently. <laughs> it's in his head now to, oh, to build a chip inside his head. That it can, just keeps playing the. Pod yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, so how long were you doing? Like you've done a bit, of, like a fair bit of radio now. Yeah, yeah. You? Look, I, I did a fair bit. I, 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 you know, it's really weird. Like some people really are aware of what's going on in their careers. Like mm. if something's going well, they go, I'm going to harness this. I'm going to cultivate this. I'm going to work at this. I'm the opposite, man. I go, I, I'm just like, I live in a, like a dream. So I had the best job and it was in drive time and, and I left it like an idiot. I left it. I, I still don't know why, you know, and I, re I regret that to this day. I'm going, what was I thinking? <laughs> that was the, the most, I mean, I had, I had other issues going on and, mm -hmm. and you know, my uh, my mum had just died and, and I was living in a hotel in Melbourne and, and then, but the money I was making was ridiculous, right? Yeah. And, um, and But I never appreciated it. I, I just thought, oh, this will be, I'll get different uh, ways of making money. I'll be the, right, you know. The, 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 I think the thing you realise too there when once there's there's a certain amount of money you need to do all the stuff you want to do yeah. but once you start getting over that the 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 amount over that is less satisfying less satisfying i don't know like well, in terms it, of yeah. like every extra dollar you earn past a certain point it's diminishing returns uh, diminishing returns and but if it, you're it, in a situation where you're not happy like in the radio's hard would be hard i'd imagine in that situation where you got to go on every afternoon and be funny and to, to yeah. make people feel upbeat when you're not feeling that yourself. That's, yeah, yeah, that's a hard thing to do. It's it it can be, but I was I had a few other issues that that contributed to me wanting to go because mm. I was I was alone for two years. I was lived in a, a hotel. It was a nice hotel, and they treated me really well. But uh, you, you got to be mentally but that's strong. That's not a home. It's not a home, mm. and and my wife was elsewhere, and you know, and and uh, so it wasn't the right time. It wasn't the yeah. right timing, but um. But man, there were so many privileges. Like you wouldn't believe that. Like I look back on that now. I go, did that really happen? Like <laughs> I had a gig, right, where they asked for me because uh, I was on radio. <laughs> they asked for me to go to uh, the uh, it was like the poker championship of the world or something. Oh wow! And um, they said, and I said, where's do you have a stage? Is it what's what kind of gig is it? He goes, no, you don't have to perform. You just show up. You just show up. And they offered me ten thousand dollars. They paid business class flight to Sydney casino and um, put me up in a suite and i said what so what what exactly do you want me to do and they said just stand there and take a photo with the you know as people lose they come off the table and you take a photo with them so okay <laughs> easy right and the, you know the ironic thing this was an insanely good gig man it was like it, it was obscene that's what it was and the ironic thing was most of the people at the table were older chinese people who didn't know who the fuck i was <laughs> <laughs> so they had to stand there and take a photo with me to go, okay, we'll take a photo. <laughs> One of those great it, gigs of who is this for? It's just like too much money. It was just obscene amount of money, you know, and and I'm not money focused. Yeah. So I thought, you know, I just thought oh, it's time to move on. I'll get something just as good. And that was, uh, you know, I just, and then uh, Marty Shegal took over from me. And, and, and whatever happened to that guy? Oh, man. <laughs> you know, <he's laughs> exactly. <laughs> he was a bit more sensible than I was. Oh man, that yeah, that's it's funny though that you can look back like that. I remember one time you and I had a conversation where you said to me the, your ideal, and I don't know if this was just a snapshot in time. Your ideal um, career would be doing just enough radio, television, and all those things that you can sell tickets. Yeah, look, it's it's the only time I'm totally comfortable, or the only thing I truly look forward to is doing stand up to a room full of people if it's a good room. And I've got a good show, and it's solid, and I'm confident with it. There's nothing more exhilarating and 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 satisfying than that. Everything else feeds that. Mm. For me, for me, everyone's different. You know, some people are the opposite. Some people do stand up to get acting work or to yeah. get a TV gig or whatever. With me, it's always been the first love. It's the thing that I 
that I would love to, you know, do as long as I can. Well, you do have like, I, cause I remember when we did those with few of those runs, I, one of my favorite things to do was to sit and watch you because you had, you had your an hour or so that you were doing at the time, but any given night it was, it was more or less the same material, <laughs> Yeah. but any given night it was completely different. You usually started with, one of one or one of out of two or three things yeah and you'd always close with the same story yeah but in between it was yeah. always in different orders Keep and one of my losing. favorite things would be to see you go off and go how is he gonna and i know yeah. you'd, i'd see you work out okay this is where we are time wise yeah and i'd go how is he going to get from that to there so we can <laughs> land this thing it that's was... that's the adhd <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he's just mind is scattered yeah you know that's the only way i could do it you know the thing is there are other people we know our, our friend bruce griffiths yeah who's brilliant but but oh. he's very word for word mm. he's meticulous he's almost like a machine you know yeah and uh, I can never do that. I can't, for the start, I can't remember. You know, I have to kind of keep it loose. Otherwise, it just doesn't work. Well, Bruce, because Bruce does, for anyone who hasn't seen him, check him out. Because he's a, yeah. But he's a one-liner comic. Very clever. Amazing. But, but he's like a t- tactician, isn't yeah, he? It's, it's yeah, it's sharp jokes. It's it's yeah, all yeah. in the, for him, it's in the writing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and It's and precision. It's, oh, but if amazing. I try to do that, I would just, I wouldn't remember the next no. bit. You know, I couldn't, I, how did that go again? I Well, that's, I, that's the thing too, is I think you've got to find in stand-up, you've got to find what works for you. Yeah. You've got to do what, one, you think is funny. That's right, yeah. And two, what, um, do it the way you you will have fun doing it and for bruce it's i think his passions in the the writing of it yeah because i i get the feeling sometimes and i'd love to talk, i should i'll get him on this yeah um but i'd love to talk to him about it sometimes i don't know how much he actually enjoys the performing of it. <laughs> well, yeah. i think he does it to meet women yeah <laughs> i think he told me that once <laughs> That's yeah, so good. yeah. It's, He's it's a, a big effort <laughs> yeah, I, was gonna say. I said have you heard of tinder yeah. well there's <laughs> got to be an easier way yeah yeah but um but yeah, because he knows, like, it's sort of very much the opposite of you in that, like, I've talked to him, oh, he's doing a 12-minute set. He, he knows exactly ha- yeah, the number yeah. of jokes that is. But look, it's no different to music. Like, you know, you get people who, who are into jazz, who kind of improvise or whatever, mm. and there are people who do, like, you know, rock or, you know, it's, it's, it's very, it's as varied as that, you know. Yeah. Every comedian has their own, someone's calling. Someone's I think they're gone. Gone. They, yeah. Bruce, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what'd you say about me? Stop I, talking about me. I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's people don't realize that, you know, when they mm. go, uh, you know, this girl came up to me. I was in a pub somewhere, and a uh, charming lady. And she came up. She said, "Mate, I don't find you funny." I said, "That's fine. You don't have to find me funny. You know, it, it, you don't like every piece of music that you hear. It's it's just not. It's not something that you can." rationally expect that yeah. everyone finds you funny there are people who are just not going to find you funny i like though that there's this there's this thought some people have and it's, it's only because they haven't really thought about it is that that idea that they almost get angry that other people find you funny but they don't <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. no i don't find you funny mate like yeah, it's yeah. Like, no, what's funny know, about okay. him well you know it's not all about you yeah it, it's not just for you you know this is a, super subjective we don't all have to laugh at the same uh, thing exactly it's it's very it's like any art it's mm. uh, you know i don't like picasso i don't f- i understand picasso if i was walking past a picasso i'd go what's this rubbish <laughs> you know but other people who obviously get it yeah, you know, enjoy. it means something to them. It means something, you know, and, and so I, I got no right to say this is rubbish because <laughs> people enjoy it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So in that, that, at what point do you reckon in your comedy career you realised that it was all right for just to be like not to be for everyone? Yeah, it's it's something you look. I will tell you something. The, the the most profound thing that I learned it was a few years ago where I realised it's not really about the laughs. It's about the connection you make with the audience. You know, you, you get people who come on and absolutely destroy and they're completely forgettable. They go, yeah, he made me laugh. I can't remember a word. I don't know anything about him as a human being. And you get other people who who will take their time maybe and get 20% of the laughs that this guy got, but they leave such a, a, a you know, they make a, a connection that is undeniable, you that- know. That's actually yeah, that's really interesting. I yeah yeah, that's a 
I, I hadn't thought of it that way. That's yeah. That's I mean, going to stick. Well, I, I really you expect know, to see me getting less laughs and trying to make more connections. Well, no, you can still get the same laughs, but 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 it's all about the the energy that you project, likability, connection, uh, the human connection is far more important. And and I tell you, who taught me that was Jim Owen. Really? Yeah. When I started, he started a little bit after me. And um, it's an interesting story because he saw me at the Harold Park Hotel. It's probably a bit before your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah not that. There's not was, that iteration of it. It was fantastic gig. Mm. It was like always sold out. Beautiful, smart crowd, and um, and I was on. And he came to see me, and it's first time he'd seen stand up, and he thought I was a genius, <laughs> till he saw me the next night. <laughs> and he went, wait, I'm just doing the same shit. <laughs> and he came up and talked to me because, oh man, I was so disappointed. You know, I thought, I thought you just was just making it up. And um and I uh, and then he he started doing it because he saw me doing it yeah. and um and we became really good friends. Oh wow! And then he he just shot up. He he was the biggest act in the country by a long shot. He was like selling out, you know, huge venues, two thousand seater venues. But I was I was supporting him and I was getting twice the laughs he was getting in in a, you say a fifteen minute, you know, bracket. Yeah. He was he would had like long long pauses with no laughs. But I realized it didn't matter. It was more about they got to know him. He was open and, and uh, friendly and, uh, you know, and, and he revealed more of himself. And that was what people loved. That's what people kept going back for. Yeah. Not, not how hard they laughed. People, people I suppose he's one of those guys too that you find like it's his point of view that's... That's that unique. He draws you in like the way and you get... So it doesn't always have to be a joke. He's got a fascinating way of looking at the world, which, yeah. is, which sort of draws you in. So yeah, it's not always have to be these big laughs. It's not these big laughs. Some of the stuff's laughs. like, oh wow, I never thought yeah, of yeah. like that. But, but someone else doing the exact same material may not have the same impact because there's no. something that's magical that happens between you and the audience. So if you make that deep connection, they'll come back. They'll, they'll never forget you. They'll go, oh, he's really, I related to him. I connected with him on a human level. Mm. You know, yes, the guy before him killed, absolutely destroyed. Don't remember what he's talking about. I laughed hard, but I'm probably not going to see him again. You know, yeah, that is, and that's the, that's the thing that's the hardest to work out. I think sometimes is though, because you you kind of assume when you start that the goal is to just kill as hard as you can. That's right. Get as many yeah, laughs. Yeah. Get them laughing yeah, yeah. as hard as you can. But the real goal is to get them to want to come and see you do your stuff. Yeah. So that they'll they'll like that's how you make the the career. Yeah. And the only the invest. only way you can do it is just to be open and honest and and be and and likability is a big mm. thing. You can't fake that. You yeah. can't force that. You can't even learn that. I, I don't think it's it's just your your energy and the more confident you are as the years go on and you do it for longer the more of yourself you can show you know because it's a scary thing yeah you know when you when you you notice comedians start and they're always a character when they start they're always a character of someone or they're <laughs> yes. always imitating someone yeah because it's scary it's scary to come out and just be because you're kind of naked up there you know well, I think too, if if you're a hundred percent yourself on stage and it doesn't work, that's a rejection of you. Of course, rather than it's a rejection much of deeper. the front you're putting on. It's much deeper. That's mm. right. That's why people like uh, you know Barry Humphreys, I think, is a coward. <laughs> 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 yes, he's he's clever, but you know he, he could never do what we do. No, he could never. You know, um, Andrew Denton told me personally. He goes, "Man, I can't believe you know I could never do what you do. It's so scary. It scares the hell out of me." Really? To just stand there, yeah, and you look how clever he is, and, and yeah. he's, he's quite, you know. But um, it's a it's a unique thing. There, there are very few people that can do it. You think how many actors there are in the world compared mm. to say stand up comedians? It's very few, very small percentage. That's a, I've I've always felt like I I talk about. I remember doing one of the first times I did a a cruise ship where you're in the main theater. Yeah, and I go I went get, went the night before to watch what was on just to get a feel for the space and a feel for the theater yeah and the night before I was on there was a bunch of people they're hanging off ribbons they're twirling there's acrobatics yeah. and they're like the, all this is going on in front of that and I, then I it occurred to me tomorrow night it's just going to be me standing there just noticing Talking. stuff yeah 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 man it's a big it's it's uh you're, it's com you're completely naked there's no, mm. you and a microphone and them and it's you communicating with it. it's it's very unique but when it goes well it's exhilarating because oh, it's, it's only so, for you yeah. it's only you made that happen 
it's it's there's not there's not a lot of people that can manage to do that you know everyone you know actors need people around them and they need a script and they need a props and all that shit where it's just as simple as just a microphone that's uh that that is the 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 fun of it too i got a mate my good mate of mine's a muso in uh newcastle and he loves nothing more than um watching me after a gig just leave yeah 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 but it's a thing with with cruises you can't because you get off oh. and you're in their home yeah exactly. <laughs> you, you, you get off and the audience is still there <laughs> and if you have a bad night in the first one oh that's that tough cruise that one yeah people come up may you're on my holidays a lot of yeah a lot of just order to the room yeah yeah just stay here <laughs> that's what i've never done them. i'm always oh. scared I, was just... I've, I, I haven't done one in in good few years now and i, I didn't mind them i went on i tried to, to i went on with the idea that i'm going to try and learn something yeah 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 about either my my how i perform or you know how much material i need or how to connect in different circumstances yeah so i think if if you go on if i hadn't gone on that frame of mind i think i that some of them would have driven me a little nuts but i yeah, i kind yeah. of i took a lot from i learned a lot about yeah myself as an act when i was when i did them and what like what just things like um that not to not to prejudge too much about how transportable your material is how related like just yeah, because yeah. someone doesn't have your direct experience doesn't mean they can't relate to yeah, your yeah. experience yeah, and yeah. sort of okay as long as it's funny enough and engaging enough, that yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll get it through. Everything is relatable if you work it enough, you know. Yeah, go, exactly. Oh, yeah, I, you know, we're all kind of human. So, yeah, I might not have experienced exactly what you've experienced, but I know what you... Yeah, and I just can, finding different ways into... Sometimes it was, I realised too, because you do a range of different um, chips. So, you might be on a carnival cruise doing the, the, the late night half hour and it's, it's a completely different, you know, drunker crowd than doing the early show on one of the biggest ships that put you in the theater where you're doing to this you know nice 900 seat theater and it's a, a more expensive cruise line yeah yeah and so but you can do the same jokes just you have to find different ways to to get them to engage and you can it. never predict how it's going to go no like you think either oh, drunk that's going to be a tough crowd and sometimes you do you do it and you go and and the nice crowd tend to be flat yeah, or they don't get into you, or whatever. You, you can never really predict it. No, you, and that's what I, I think we were saying before. I had one of those last night where I felt like I didn't connect, and that was what I was just realizing. Yeah, when um, when you were telling me that about how just it's how well you connect with the audience. That yeah. was what last night they were laughing plenty, but I just didn't couldn't. feel you, you may, Yeah, yeah, and because yeah. I, I, I and it was entirely on me. I was tired and yeah, I, yeah. I felt a bit. Um, in my own head, like yeah. I, you don't even feel like you know you're sitting behind your eyes. Yeah, yeah you can hear yourself doing it. You can hear yourself doing the lines. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and the other, the, on the flip side of that is when you just completely, it's like someone else is doing it. You're completely in, in, the, in, the, in moment. the moment. Yeah, yeah. That's when it, that's when it's good. That's when I come up with good material. That's you know you saying like I don't really write material. I'm quite lazy. And so on those good nights, I wasn't saying you were lazy. You no, were saying you were I was lazy. saying yeah, and I was talking to myself then. Yeah, <laughs> you're, so, you're lazy, Akmal. <laughs> Get your, pull your finger out. I love that uh, saying. Um, uh, I, you know, so uh, yeah, on those good nights when you're making that super connection, when you're when when you're almost at one, like you're one with the audience. Yeah, that's when the good stuff comes out. That's when you can come up with really good yeah, material. Because you write on stage. Yeah. Yeah, lot, so I, I, cause yeah, because I'm lazy, and uh, and and I've tried it, to do it the other way. I've tried, I've tried really hard. Like I, you know, especially when they put you in the festivals and you go, you got to come up with a new hour. That's a big call, man. A new hour yeah. is like, people don't realize what, what that takes, you know. And um, and so you sit there and you try and write. And you sit at your desk and all you can come up with is jokes about your desk <laughs> or your computer. Have you ever noticed how pen holders? Yeah. Well, you know, what, what's with keyboards? What's going on with the keyboards? Uh, you know, you, you, you almost got to have that interaction with... Uh, Which stimulates. Yeah. That's the stimulus for the brain. Because I, I find sometimes if I'm trying too hard to write new stuff because I'm bored or whatever. Yeah. But all I'm doing gigs... Yeah. I'm not have I, I never feel like I'm getting stimulated to have thoughts because all I'm thinking about is okay what gig what material am I doing this or yeah, yeah, try yeah, that yeah, new yeah, bit or whatever yeah. I'm too stand up focused where sometimes if you just take a few days off and you go do stuff do stuff that's all of a it. sudden your brain yeah, all yeah, this yeah. stuff that's sitting back here just comes oh yeah I've noticed you know yeah, yeah, people yeah, do yeah. this or some people are really good at um, like working in groups like when I some of the best times I've had was when I was writing sketches with Gary Eck and Anthony Moore 
and that was good because when you get someone who's connected like who, who speaks the same language as you comedically mm. you can produce a lot of stuff there because it's it's like um it's like an energy thing you know where they're kind of complimenting what you're doing and and we're all going to, you know towards the same goal that is that that is something too that i is underrated finding that person or yeah. people who but it's like music you know like click. Lennon and McCartney if you know Lennon and McCartney did not get together it, they, it wouldn't, that magic would not have happened mm. or, or uh, who, whoever you can think of any other so out of uh, say you and Gary Eck because I yeah. know you guys still do a bit of stuff together yeah yeah who's Lennon who's McCartney <laughs> I'm Ringo. You're Ringo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, it was just the chemistry. Like we, 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 we found the same things funny. Well, I, and know. I can see that because I'm actually working with uh, Gary tonight. Right. Yeah, yeah. Tonight, and um, yeah, I can see that just in having worked with him a lot, worked with you a lot, and just the the stuff that comes up in conversation backstage. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's a similar sensibility. And similar. Like I can see how you would tickle each other's. Yeah, and if you're lucky enough to find someone like that, that's a good way of generating material, you know. Yeah. If, um, yeah, yeah I, I found that. So I, I'm working over at Fox Sports, working with James, the the professor, as he's known on air. Yeah. We, that was when we first started writing stuff together. That was the... With that similar sense of humor and you can churn out so much more when you when yeah. you find those people there's yeah. another guy we, we had working with us later on called nick ratto who's a kiwi comic who him and i met um doing uh just a run on the gold coast like years ago and it was one of those ones where um him for some reason we just clicked yeah like we we're just off stage we clicked and we were making yeah, each yeah. other laugh yeah and so we just kept in touch you know you there's comedians you work with a bit and you you see them and you don't keep in touch or you do keep in touch but some some people you just end up keeping in touch yeah more than, it's the chemistry it's yeah. chemistry that's it you know and and if you're lucky enough to find someone i think that's a good because you can produce a lot more yeah and the and on the flip side of that is you find someone who doesn't speak your language you know what TV producers used to do this because they're all idiots. You know, they're always <laughs> overpaid idiots, right? In my in my experience, Akmal and I would love a TV show. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. When I say idiots, I mean you know, just uh, I mean that in the nicest possible used way. Be, used to be none of the new ones. No, no, the the, the ones that could employ us are brilliant. <laughs> you know, but what they do is they they get oh well, you're funny and you're funny and you're funny. Let's put them together and make us look on and make a sketch show. Yeah, and it's the dumbest thing because they're all speaking different languages. It's like getting yeah. a jazz musician, a heavy metal guy, and go okay, write some songs. It's yeah. unlikely. Yeah, exactly. You know? That that uh, that's interesting. Uh, I like the way you that analogy of the like music because yeah. I think sometimes um, comedy gets undersold. Like it's all. Just gets thrown yeah, in one yeah. basket. They don't like, understand it. They go, no. oh, you're funny and you're funny. But wait on, we speak different languages. Yeah. You know, it's a different thing altogether. You yeah, don't there's, get there's it. There's many, many different sensibilities. Yeah, and I, yeah. I actually see too, now you, when you said you and Jamon were good mates, and I can see that sensibility clicking really well too. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, just... Like we didn't click comedically, l less so. We were good mates, mm. but his comedy is so different to mine. It's, it's such a different rhythm, different... You both strike me as guys that just enjoy having a like. You enjoy f enjoying life, like having fun off stage. You're not, yeah. You're not like you know, trying to take everything too seriously. Oh, I don't know about that. I think, <laughs> I think you're wrong there. Oh, really? But most comedians I know are quite miserable. <laughs> People find it hard to believe that you know that, that they kind of they get depressed or or they get you know melancholy or. Or, I, or get negative or I think it's natural though because they talk about you know so you get your I forget what it's called serotonin or whatever yeah, yeah. and you get that high from the gig yeah yeah and that adrenaline rush yeah. and then like if you get used to do that getting that every it's night, an addiction it's, it's like heroin yeah it becomes like, an addiction <laughs> yeah, and when yeah. you're not getting it then but not just that you got all day to yourself to just think about stuff and you're trying yeah. to bend reality and trying to be funny and and you and when you when you have a bad night, it's just such a hurtful thing, you know. Especially early on, you know. I got booed off by seven hundred women once. <laughs> I was <laughs> when I started, <laughs> and I was doing it. Uh, they got me uh, to work with strippers, male strippers from Canada. And they, they, back then, they, they had there was a law that ha you had to employ an Aussie, uh, just act as equity. Yeah. And so they go, oh, let's get a comedian, and I go, yeah, I'll do it. So we're going around Australia, and these guys were like these hot guys you know just chiseled 
gods and me <laughs> and i came on and just like I, I used to have like curly hair but i started to go bald in the middle <laughs> and i was a bit pudgy and a bit of a, study, a tummy you know and um and they said oh you have to wear a suit because it's a really slick show these guys like dance with michael jackson and hey, it was this, is, this is classy strippers Wear a suit. Well, yeah, yeah. There's the, you know, wear I a love suit. That. Yeah, no pants required, but yeah. wear a suit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, took, I went to St. Vinny's. Oh, this is back in the 90s. And got a, a like a tuxedo. <laughs> so I looked like an idiot. And these women were just like sometimes, we, we did Wangaratta, which is near Albury. I know Wangaratta. Oh, man. It was this nightclub. And they, these women, it was the show was starting at nine, but they let him in at seven. And they oh. kept drinking and drinking and drinking. And they wanted to see cock. <laughs> <laughs> and the lights go down. They go, yay! Yeah, please welcome our first act, Akma. <laughs> Hi. Hey, you going? Where are you from? <laughs> Boo! <laughs> and, they had, and they had these plastic cups, these little, because they, it was a violent town. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, the, the glass wasn't allowed, so everyone had these plastic cups. <laughs> and within 30 seconds, I was just showered with these plastic cups, just, you know, some you know, like half filled with beer and shit. And I just kind of... And, and but they wouldn't even let me ha get a word out, you know. That's, do you reckon any of those ladies in the in the years since <laughs> have seen you on TV and whatever or whatever and just gone, oh, you know, I threw a plastic cup at him I, once? I don't think those ladies would have remembered anything about that <laughs> night <laughs> except men's penises and their faces. Oh my! God. It was an awful night, and that, like, you know, back then, that's one of the few times I actually thought I, I can't do this anymore. This is too painful. You know, it's just hurtful. But you recover. <laughs> you recover. <laughs> and, you, and you make a joke about it. Tell yeah. me the strippers were at least, you know, nice to you about it. Yes. So they were good? They were really nice. Yeah, yeah. They're all, yeah, they used to shoot up steroids in the bus oh. in their thighs like this. And, and they're like, whoa. And they treated women so badly, like so badly. Like they were really? like, oh. They were just like, you know, there was like a conveyor belt. Some of them, cause they're all in their early 20s. As I was, mm. and um, and they just like every night there'd be like women just waiting, like in the waiting room, <laughs> and, they, and they'd be summoned. Oh my you know? god! It was so bizarre. It was like the weirdest thing that I've ever seen. Wild yeah. days on the road. and people <laughs> think it's hard to get started in comedy now. <laughs> but I, st I didn't do it. I, 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 I quit. And then uh, they said, who who do you recommend? And I don't know if you know Hollywood Brett Sheagold. Yes. So I got him. <laughs> and he got sacked after the first night because he <laughs> pretended to be American. And, oh. uh, and and he was really sexist. And, you know, he just be, he just put on this character. And they got rid of him. <laughs> and they got a musician instead. Oh, man. Some poor musician who thought it was their big break. Then. Yeah, yeah. But it's not that you can at least play louder, you know. Just, yeah, you know, exactly. Just, 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 you know, it's not as... Um, not as fragile. Not as intimate. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, hey, uh, we are getting to time. I need to get you uh, back to your hotel because you've got a sound check to do. But thank you yeah. so much for doing this. Thank mate, you for inviting me. Mate, we've barely scratched the surface, so I will get you back at some stage. I'd because, love it. Uh, yeah. Mate, I... I've actually read your book, so there's oh, a bunch you're, of... I've you're got, the one. Yeah, I've got post-it notes all through yeah, it. I need yeah, to ask yeah. you about it. Mate, I, I, they asked me to write a book for some reason. They, they, they thought I was... They confused you with Nelson Mandela or someone. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, and they gave me a, a, a big uh, advance. And, I thought, and I, again, it was just the wrong time. I rushed it. And we're, we're now recording this in our uh, agency, the, in our yeah. management, uh, A-list entertainment. And uh, look, see that speaker? Yep. That's holding up my books there. <laughs> See, and they got they got like they they, they prop up uh, computers and uh, they use them as doorstops, you know. And um and Ando is also with the management. Mm. You don't see any of his books; they're all yeah. sold. Oh, they're what all sold there. out. Yeah, it's uh, it's every time I come here, it's it's, it's a reflection of my failure. Oh, come on! You got a poster out there. I got You're a poster. Good. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mate, yeah. thanks so much for doing that. Thank that you. That was mate. fun. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs>